For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. gentlemen i'm your host blake Rafino. this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well massive show in store for you tonight carter the power bryant joins us at 7 30 we'll kick around some lsu football as jane daniels making a lot of waves nationally today uh doing an exclusive interview the first real uh on paper exclusive interview that Jane Daniels has done. We'll break that down. What did he say? Why did he return? What does it mean for LSU and his growth uh, and development? Obviously, we're talking some LSU baseball of the collapse. I am tired of hearing, oh, we have arms down. Well, you know what, Buttercup? So does Arkansas. Arkansas has five arms down from this season. It happens. Can they fix it? We go to our R former college pitcher Matt Trent at 750 to discuss that as well um at some point you just got to pull it a little bit together no room to panic you know I, I saw a lot of people today I asked you if you hit the panic button a lot of you have said yes the people who did not say anything just sat there like a bump on the log and was like oh well no need to panic can you go to Georgia and take two or three from the Bulldogs? But I don't know if the Bulldogs are really worried about baseball at the current moment as they got a commitment from the number one overall player and the number one overall quarterback in the country, that being Dylan Riola. The ACC had meetings today. We'll also touch on those 
as it looks like some of those teams, the ones that are calling themselves the magnificent, magnificent seven are trying to leave the ACC. We'll touch on that uh, at the end of the show. So a massive show to get into it with you here tonight. As always, let's do the damn thing. All right, let's get to a couple comments. Boogie season. Just LSU should play Texas instead of Bama every year. I, I mean, I, I guess. I guess. I mean, there's no going to be no East or West. I mean, they're going to, I think you know the permanent opponents. That's just not official. Uh, Ryan says, next arm, man, slash man up. We'll see about that. Uh, Boogie Season says, hashtag ask Blake, why do we have to play Bama every year and Georgia doesn't? Well, I, I mean, <clears throat> they're not playing them every year now. And, I mean, it's just been, uh, look, the TV executives will never allow LSU and Alabama not to play. It's just not going to happen. ESPN is not going to take one off, if not their biggest viewed game of the year, and tell the SEC stop playing LSU and Alabama. It's just not going to not going to roll, because more than Georgia LSU, more than anybody this year, there wasn't a game where uh, LSU was not involved that didn't have did not surpass what some people believe to be immaculate ratings so let me fix my camera there we go there we go i think that's right zach huh it looks good camera looks good okay um they're just not they're they're just not going to do that they're not going to do that uh bama rick says bama domination over lsu is over i mean i guess you could say that the domination is over um I mean, you're you're two and two against Alabama in football. You, I mean, they beat they swept you in basketball and uh, baseball. You took what we didn't sweep them. No, two or three, correct? If I'm not mistaken, two of three for them. So, yeah, I guess, I guess. Fat boy Slim, what's up, Fat boy? Says, what up, Big Blake? What happened, Cole? What happened, Cole? Uh, Alex Cormier says, beating Bama is more enjoyable, though. That it is. That it is. Did we sweep Bama? We swept Bama? Okay. Uh, Fat Boy Slim says, guys, stop sweating the LSU baseball team. They will be fine. Well, you'd hope so. You'd hope so. But look, I, I, look the bottom line is, you went back-to-back weekends, um, back-to-back weekends where... Your bullpen was horrendous. They weren't bad. They were horrendous. Um, You gave up 21 earned runs on Sunday and Saturday combined. You gave up, I think it was nine earned runs against Auburn, the bullpen that I I, I might add. Um, So in the last two weekends, on average, you're giving up 15 earned runs from your pen. That is wor- that is worse than horrendous. That that is that is unacceptable. That is not national championship level, but I don't think it's reason to panic. I think Jay is a good enough coach to make an adjustment. And I see a lot of people calling for Wes Johnson's head. I'm not I'm not even remotely doing that. 
At some point, you got to be able to execute high quality pitching. At some point, you got to be execute. You got to be able to execute. He was not in here to recruit any of these guys. The guys that he's a, that he's really involved with is Thatcher Hurd and Paul Skeens, and you know how that works. You know how what's going on there. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Big J Cole says it's bad when a guy named Fat Boy is telling you to stop sweating. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Jacob Wiggins says, and lost two midway games, too. It's true. It's true. I'm not worried about that at the current moment. Spectrum Wellcare says, Wes Johnson pitch calling for relievers is questionable. Well, here's the question. He, I mean, they're shaking it off. I mean, Nate Ackenhausen shaked off Wes Johnson and then gave up two earned runs. He, he, he got blasted. I, if I'm Wes, no, you're not shaking me off. Until you can prove to me that you can throw a ball past somebody, a fastball that is, no, you're not shaking me off. You're just not. All right, a couple more before we get rolling. Uh, Jamie Brady, what's up, Jamie? Uh, says, how many of this year's pitchers do you think will be on the roster? Well, you got a lot of them hurt. Uh, Applebee's hurt. Um, Edwards, Shores, Taylor. So you have a good many. You have a good many. But you got a newt. But you can't, you can't. I'm not throwing. I'm not throwing Newton there because you have you haven't seen a pitch in the SEC before. I, I mean, yeah. Blaine Smith says need two starters and three relievers in portal next year. Well, you need more than that. Need more than that. You need to go get as many guys that can throw strikes. Uh, Boogie Season says in two to three years, Justin Jefferson will request a trade to the Cincinnati Bengals. That would be pretty lit. That would be pretty lit. Zachy is in the building with us. He says it's still an arm, Mr. Blank. It's still an arm, Mr. Blank. It's true. He's not lying. One that could throw upwards of 99 miles per hour. Let me say this before we get rolling, though. If you want to read an absolutely crazy developing story, um, St. Tammany Parish... Our St. Tammany baseball coaching carousel continues to spin, this coming from Herb Gomez, uh, as first-year Lakeshore baseball head coach Boomer Nunez. So uh, for all of you on the North Shore up there in St. Tammany, uh, Boomer Nunez is fired after the school's first runner-up. Well, apparently there was a situation where some of the players went to a hotel with some girls, then the administration told them to go back. Uh, that they can't play in the state championship or something like that. And then told them that they were going to go back. So what is up in, in Lakeshore with Boomer Nunes? Huh? I mean, I'm not trying to trash on my guy, but man, we got to do something with that chin strap, brother. We got to do something with that chin strap. And that chin strap looks like you're back from, you know, wearing, uh, what was that? Uh, uh, affliction shirts. Can't be doing it. Not me. St. Tammany, why y'all keep firing coaches? Why do you keep ratting on all your coaches and then saying, you know, oh, this coach is doing that, and then you don't have no proof and getting sued and losing? 
Anyway, all right. Enough about high school athletics. But Lakeshore getting the business. You can't have chin straps like that, man. If you got a chin strap that goes just on your chin and it gets thinned up to your side, side, you know, your sideburns. No, no, sir. It, you, listen, white people, listen to me. White people don't have chin straps that go around your chin and they get thin up to your sideburns. You look like idiots. All right. Fat boy up in the building says, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's do that. Let's let's do it. He told us to do it, so let's do it. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. Share to all of your social media pages. If you're listening to us on Facebook, like, share to all those groups. Share to all of your social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, pushing the 6,000 now. Okay. Loving the subscribers, loving the subscriptions. Do us a favor by hitting that subscribe and notification bell. If you're listening to us on the TuneIn app, Series 6M, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe as well. And now on most smart TVs, we'll have some big news coming up in the next couple of weeks. As we've been telling you, we'll give you all those details within the next couple of weeks. All right. So I've got good friends over at GM Varno and Sons and our good friends over at Bet Online. Don't touch that dial tone. Don't panic. Jane Daniels making a Heisman run? Talk about that next. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first to market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard, give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. We're back! Yeah, I shouldn't have said anything about the, the white man chin straps. Go ahead and put it back up there, Pooh. He says, yo, grandmama used magic shape. <laughs> Hey, you know you're old. Like, Zach probably has no idea. Producer Zach has no idea what Magic Shave is. But for all of us who grew up from the 99 to the 2000s, all know what Magic Shave is. Got the whole house smelling like sulfur and bacon. Uh, hey, very quickly before we get into, into this, one time my grandmama, uh, Italian grandmother at that, uh, literally had some of the magic. 
is what she called it. The magic shave. And listen, I was up in grandma's house on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving morning, hanging out with my grandfather. And I walked off in there and said, Nana, you cooking bacon up in this thing? <laughs> <laughs> so, for all of you who have been born from the 99 to the 2000s, y'all know what that magic shave does. God bless it. I did not think that magic shave would be the thing that made me lose it today, but nevertheless, it is. Chris H says, hey, Blake, how do you touch that dial tone? I'm just saying that. I don't, you know what I mean. Uh, but you're right, Chris. You're right. Uh, Clay Phillips, big Vandy fan, says, hey, Blake, huge weekend for our teams. Anchor down. Yes, look, Arkansas has Vandy this weekend. Vandy needs to pull off what some believe right now to be a little bit of an upset. Uh, but they obviously can do it. So listen, we're going to have Matt Trenton here. At about 7.50. So we're going we're gonna to talk a little baseball. We talked a lot of baseball last night. Just want to touch on it again. Now that we have a full day to recoup and think about what happened, we, let's talk about it, okay? And then I really need to go on this segment about Jaden Daniels, about him getting a, a lot of national recognition uh, over the last probably 48 to 72 hours, as really and truthfully, <clears throat> and I told you this, guys, last week, we start on May 10th every year. We start breaking down SEC teams. We'll do that tonight when we go around your SEC. We'll talk about Georgia a little bit here tonight. But in reference to LSU baseball, man, look, I don't know necessarily how you feel, but this is how I feel, okay? I am not hitting the panic button. Even though last night you needed to take out your frustration, it's not time to hit the panic button. You still have national championship aspirations. You can win it. Or at minimum, you can make a pretty deep push. Here's the issue. And something that Jay's going to have to find out, not in the, in the coming weeks, not, you know, in, in a month. He's got to figure this out. Now, guys, it feels like baseball season literally started two weeks ago. It's flown by. You just can't be in a scenario or situation where you have a game where Gidry, three, Little, four, that's seven. Money gives up one, that's eight. Ackenhausen gives up two on runs, that's uh, 10. Collins gives up two, that's 12. And Cooper gives up an earned run. You cannot give up 13 earned runs in one game from your bullpen. It can't happen. Jay's got to figure it out. I know what you're saying. You're not wrong. It is a double-edged sword. You have guys like Appleby, Newt, Taylor, Edwards, Shores, all not in this lineup. The problem with that is a lot of teams have their in their bullpen have injuries. A lot of them have injuries. It's not an excuse anymore. It is not an excuse. You should not be at LSU, if you're going to give up 13 runs, the biggest blown lead in Alex Box history. By the way, guys, I don't know if y'all know that, but yesterday was the biggest blown lead in the stadium's history. It can't happen. I don't know what Jay's uh, thoughts or philosophy will be. He's kind of kept it a little bit close to the vest, but I don't even know if he knows at the current moment. 
you're going to have to ride four or five guys out of the pen and all weekend long, all series long, all regional, super, and Omaha, you're going to have to go to them over and over and over and over again. And pray to God, if you got to go to somebody, they can get you out of a jam. I'm not done with that, you heard. Kind of wanted to see him again on Sunday. How does he rebound for giving up five earned runs on Saturday? You're going to have to need him. Javen Coleman, throw him in there. Throw him in there. If Javen Coleman can give you two and two-thirds innings, keep him in there. I know that he's coming off a very significant injury, but he's thrown more than enough innings. You're, I know that you've got to keep him on somewhat of a pitch count. Can he go to 75 pitches? Can he get you to four, five, God, God bless it, six innings? You got to get innings. You got to get outs. It doesn't matter how you're doing it. Be aggressive. Throw strikes. Because it doesn't really matter at this point. No matter if they're hitting it off of you or you're creating walks, you're getting errors. It doesn't matter. Throw strikes. And if they hit it, they hit it. A lot of people have been asking, why haven't I said anything about LSU pitching coach Wes Johnson? Well, the truth will continue to remain. I don't think this is all on Wes. You got to go out there and execute. At some point, you have to go out there and execute. Now, you can't, you can't say that coaching is not a massive factor. It is and always will be a massive factor. It always has and will be. But I'm not calling for a set, not even remotely close. I'm not, it's not even in the, it wasn't even in my thought process when we did the show last night. You got to go out there and execute pitches. Look, Blake Money has given up three earned runs in the last five or four SEC appearances that he has. Roll him out there. I know, you know, your grandmama knows with her magic shave. Everybody, <laughs> everybody knows that he's going to give up a long one. So what? So what? You can't have situations where when Thatcher Hurd comes in and Christian Little, the two transfers, come in and combined give up nine earned runs in a weekend. Cannot happen. It just can't happen. I know you get a little panicky when Griffin Herrick has a balk and a run scores. So what? Like we mentioned last night, you, there's no reason, real reason, to take out Blake Money or Griffin Herring last night. None. And we talked about that at length. It stinks. But here is the good thing. Here's the good thing. You want to find out who you are? You want to find out what this team is made of? You'll see it this weekend. You'll see it this weekend. How, what is this team ultimately made of? Because when your back's up against the wall, are you going to be a chihuahua or are you going to be a pit bull? You got to come out this corner fighting. And you could say, well, Blake, they're still the number five team in the country. LSU, per D1 baseball, is ranked the number five team in the country, staring a top national eight seed in the face. You got to win this weekend. You take two of three this weekend. I would make a massive bet that you, at worst, are going to be a top, the number eight overall national seed. 
at worst. You want to find out what this team has. You want to find out what this team can do. It's this weekend. Forget the game tomorrow. Forget it. The midweek versus Magnese means Jack Diddley Squizot to me. Means nothing. What are you going to do this weekend in retaliation to losing the, your last two SEC series? Now, we've talked about Auburn being the hottest team in the country. They're the, they legitimately are the hottest team in the country. I will give you losing the series to them. There's not even a chance in blue, blue Rudy Puhel that I am giving you a serious loss to Mississippi State. At what point are you going to look yourself in the mirror and say, let's go get it? You have dudes and you have dogs. You know, like the x-ray meme with the dog, with the pit bull at the heart. You got dogs on this team. I consider Gavin Dugas, who, again, should not have been in a situation where he needs to be pitch hit for, and he shouldn't have been. Dugas, Cruz, White, Morgan, Travinsky, Malazzo, Beloso, Skeens, Floyd. They all got that dog in them. Thompson, as much as some of you hate him. Who in that bullpen, who in that bullpen has that dog in him? It's time to show up because Grant Taylor, Chase Shores, Newt, Appleby, doesn't matter. Two for 20 at Appleby's. He's not showing up. Nobody's showing back up. Gidry. No one's walking through that door. What do you have? You, I, If you lose, you lose. If you lose, you lose. Go down swinging. Give it everything you got. Because right now, you are not executing at a high level. You're not executing at an average level. Some... AYS listeners would say you're executing at a Rudy Pooh level. And I agree. It's time to put up or shut up. There's no other explanations. There is no, oh, well, this matchup makes sense. Rudy Pooh. Oh, well, Mr. Blake, they're taking their game one starter and moving them to Saturday because they don't want to lose against Keens. I don't care. It doesn't matter who you throw at Skeens. He's going to light your ass up. He's going to light your ass up. He's going to serve you up like his name's Chef Boy RD. Doesn't matter. Who has the fight in them to get you, let's call it what it is. It's the biggest series of the, of the year. It's not the biggest series you will play all year. It's the biggest series of the year you have right now. Tennessee, <laughs> Kentucky, Bama, Arkansas, doesn't matter. You have the ability, you have the talent to go kick the ever-living shizite out of any team in the country. 
Go do it. You know, it's kind of funny because about eight months ago, seven, six months ago, whatever it was, when was November? November, December, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. So seven months ago, I came on this very show and I remember it like it was yesterday. I said something like this. I went back and listened. This is per quote. Everybody has come out and said that LSU does not deserve to be the number 10 team in the country the week that they played Alabama. And my big old ass came out on this show and said the following. It's not for TV ratings. If you think LSU can't go into this game and beat Alabama in Death Valley, you're crazy. Even though Brian Kelly does not have a win over Nick Saban. And what did we see? You know who are some guys that had dog in them that day? Emery, Daniels, uh, Taylor, Perkins, Ojalari, Bert, Jared Bernard Converse, Brian Kelly for going for two in overtime and executing. Who has the fight in them that when, it, when push comes to shove, you have Ty Floyd's back. You have Paul Skeens' back. Time to grow up. Because Jay can't execute things for you. He's gotten you this far. It's time for you to provide Jay a little relief. All right. Let's get to a couple comments. Freddie says, stop crying. Well, Freddie, you can, I don't know if this is directed towards me or not. You can leave if you don't like it. You can leave if you don't like it. But there has no... Freddie, let me just tell you this. Before you leave, Freddie, before you leave, giving up 13 unearned runs, 30 total unruns, earned runs from your bullpen over the last two weekends is not crying. It's straight-up facts. It's not my opinion. These are not my opinions. These are facts. All right. Pooh Bear said chihuahuas are the meanest breed of dogs. That's true now. Pits are naturally sweet, but you get what you get the reference. I mean, nobody puts a chihuahua in the meme and says, they got that dog in them. <laughs> they might say they got the magic shade. <laughs> Oh, God. All right, let me say this before Carter Bryant. Let's transition very quickly because Carter Bryant's joining us at 730. That's the sound that Jane Daniels is going to hear next April. If you missed it, Pro Football Focus did an exclusive sit-down written interview with your starting quarterback, Jane Daniels. Now, I know a lot of you probably haven't read or – seen a lot of this stuff it was interesting it was interesting Jane Daniels came back and said a lot of things specifically about coming back to LSU and what he wants to accomplish he said the first thing that he wants is to win a championship I came back because we talked about we have unfinished business who's the we 
Who is the we in this scenario? Well, you obviously know who it is. It's him, the offense, guys defensively. You know who we is. It's interesting. We discussed it. Jane Daniels is getting a lot of publicity over the last couple of days and maybe about a week. Can he be a national championship quarterback? Can he be a Heisman Trophy candidate? I don't really care for him, the accolades. And it's something that I know that we've mentioned. I don't care about all of that. You know what I care about is I've seen him working out and gaining weight. I've seen him started starting to force the ball down the field. I've seen many things. Can he execute it? We'll see. All right. Looks like we have some breaking news, though. Looks like we have some breaking news. Let me see. Um, no. Hold on. Guys, before we get to Carter, I know you probably see the, uh, the comment in the chat. I don't see it yet. Maybe I am wrong. But I have not seen it. Is that official? Is that official? Apparently, they went live with it. All right. So let's do this. Let's get to a commercial break. Let's get to our good friend Carter, the power buying. We'll be back. Let's talk about Carol Falls and our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. We're back in a couple minutes. Stay tuned. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements by the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell me, good friend Blake Rafino with AYS. Sent you on by. We're back. 
Carter, the power Bryant. Uh, I don't know if this is confirmed yet or not, but Jawan Johnson allegedly has committed to LSU. Let's go, Blake. Are you kidding me? Could the news have broken any better right before I jump on with my absolute BFF in all of LSU media? We get a commitment. How about that, Blake? That's some good stuff right there. Look, it's timing. It's 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 God, man. That's all it is. It's God, baby. Let's go. Well, it would be a massive addition. The only question I have, and you know that I've always said this, this isn't anything new to him. I do question guys that are athletes making that transition from an offensive yeah. weapon to a defensive weapon. Not so much like a Harold Perkins, but especially a corner. I guess when you look at him, when you see his game, what do you think about Juwan Johnson? Yeah, there's going to be a massive leap from doing what he did at LCA, which is where, for the most part, Blake, he has been a quarterback who just goes out there and wins games, right? Put the football in his hands, and he's going to go out there and decide it for you. So athletically, with the ball in his hands, he's very good. And honestly, Blake, I know that they are the same high school, and they're not the same level of prospect, but this is going to be Sage Ryan all over again because Sage Ryan at LCA was very similar. It was, yeah, he played some defense, some, but his main role at LCA was to put the football in his hands as much as you possibly can and go out there and win the game. So, yes, I am always happy when you get a top 10 player in the state of Louisiana to commit. And look, you you know this better than me, Blake. You got to, you know, put a fence around the state. And you didn't want Deion Primetime Sanders setting up shop, especially considering there is some heavy influence from LSU on that staff. So, you right. know, take that away from, you know, your thoughts on Jawan Johnson as a player. There's quite a few of you that probably haven't seen him play at all. I've personally not watched a ton of him, but – just from a pure recruiting standpoint, Corey Phillips, who used to be at LSU, is at Colorado. And Corey's a really talented uh, staffer. You didn't want him setting up shop there. So, obviously, it's a really good thing from a recruiting standpoint. So, good job, everyone at LSU, uh, getting this guy back on board. And once he decommitted Blake from Colorado, you're really plugged in. You know this. It was LSU pretty much all the way. So, uh, good news, and uh, LSU will continue cooking, baby. 2024, let's go. Well, I do think that this starts a little bit of a run for them if they yeah. can start getting some of these in-state guys. Look, you've gotten uh, Trey Des Green. You, you're really trying to get Dominic McKinley and others to lock into the state. you got probably what I believe uh, as is the best safety uh, right now in uh, Deshaun McBride. And look, this staff, I'm just telling you, talking to people around the program, sources around the program. Uh, I feel it, real feel, it, re, feel really good for a guy like Tyler Singleton, also from Manny, Louisiana. Carter, if they start taking and really – I mean, because that would be locking the state down, right? Like, Brian Kelly didn't really have a good chance with Will, the Will Campbell class. This class – what can he do with the quarterbacks? I still think he got the best athletes. I think, I mean, a top five class is a top five class. And now when you really start getting all these guys from inside the state of Louisiana, it's just a massive deal that you're able to just lock the state down and Saban and other coaches can't come in here. I think it's a massive win. Yeah, it is. And 
there is just a prevalent narrative about this ca uh, class, Blake. This popped up on my live stream, and we had a debate about this last night. But look, everyone feels this 2024 crop in Louisiana just isn't as good in years past. I'm sure you've heard, you know, basically. I, I, well, it's thing. not the 2025 class in Louisiana. I'll just tell you that right now. It's right, not well, remotely close. Right, with Harlem Berry and all those guys, right? But look. Who cares? It, not every class needs to have the absolute most unbelievable let, well, players. Well, let me stop. Let me stop you right there no because me, me, and you actually, you started all this, but like Saturday down south, okay, that whole thing that they, you know, Vern Funquist oh, okay. and those yeah, Rudy yeah, yeah. Poos. So, and you're <laughs> freaking Rudy Poo. You can, buddy. You don't have five thousand followers, and you work for Saturday down south. We have twenty thousand, and we're, we're brand new. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. When you're able to have classes like Orgeron and none of those guys pan out, and now you're starting to see some of the Carter, some of these guys that Brian Kelly's seen on are already panning out. Like it's a right. ma it's a massive deal, right? So now that Brian Kelly is into his full second class here, okay, I do think it's a massive deal that he's locking a lot of these guys down. Look. Frank Wilson, Coach Lindsey, a lot of these guys have been going all around the state. They're not missing a high school. I was told by a source they have not missed a high school inside the state of Louisiana. Not because you might not have a prospect now, but in the future, you will. I think that that's a massive thing. So, something yeah. to to pay attention to. Let me ask you this. have you Did you see all this stuff over the last week or so with Jane Daniels um, and Pro Football Focus? They really like him. As yeah. a returning quarterback, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so he did the interview today. I heard you signing it. I'm going to be honest, I didn't read it. Uh, I elected to do a film study on the tight end kid, the Connor Gilbreth. Uh, hold, uh, hold on to that. Yeah, we're, we're going there yeah, next. But, but um, Football Focus likes Jaden. They have posted a lot of tweets about his unbelievable rushing ability. And I think people sometimes mistake how elite of a runner he is, right? Um, all the missed tackles, all the explosive runs, and what LSU is able to do with split zone, right? There's so many different things that Jaden does. And I went back and I rewatched the Alabama game, Blake, and you could just see the influence that the guy has on just every defensive game plan that he faces. And yeah, it's obviously really good stuff, you know, if you see Pro Football Focus really pushing him. And another player that Pro Football Focus has really put out there is Malik Neighbors. I, right. I, I, but, they put I it, but they put him at seven. Right, which kind of juxtaposes some of the stats that he was one of the best. Carter, they had carriers. two guys that they put ahead of him that didn't have a 1,000 yards total. Right, and that, that, was, that was so fascinating to me is Malik and Jaden – both last year were really good at breaking tackles, right. right? Normally that's a stat you just associate with running backs. But honestly, um, you know, Joe, Jamar, and Justin in 2019, they were really good at that too, right? And when right. I and I get a lot of questions about this, Blake, as far as, you know, film studies and all of that. Look, I am not Bill Belichick. I'm not anybody that has this massive football mind. But – one thing that is consistently difficult to do at any level of football is breaking tackles. It is really hard to do that. And Jaden and 
Malik neighbors and the LSU running backs last year were really good at that. I don't know exactly what it was. I have a lot of theories as to why I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now. It could be strength and conditioning could be the design of the offense, but honestly, a lot of it's just will. A lot of it is is just ability. I'm going to make you miss and gain extra yards. Josh got really good at it. Noah had some really good runs at the end of the year, breaking tackles, which was stuff that they did not do previously at their previous stops or previous in their career. So, um, you know, when I go back and I rewatch these games, what I want people to do and just specifically do this, see how many tackles LSU broke last year, and it was a drastic increase from the LSU offense uh, from years prior. What's interesting about that, like you forget about the Josh Williams run. I know that we talked about that against Alabama multiple. But you know what you, you – so I, I talked to a SEC coach. You know who he is. I know that we – you know, I think I've sent you some texts before that, that we go. And he sends me this about Jaden. He said, do you remember the throw that he had against uh, Alabama to Mason Taylor, the corner route? He goes, Blake, it, it, it's not necessarily a great read – what he's doing is, is he's really what everybody wants him to do is if he starts doing stuff like that, like what he did in the spring game, he virtually is unstoppable. That same coach, which, you know, comes from the, a long line of, of goats, also said it was it's the Lamar Jackson effect in a sense, right? And I don't want to put those two guys together, but their games are so comparable, okay? Yeah. So I, I do – I do when when the MVP season for Lamar – what did he do? He threw the ball down the field at a high level and trusted his guys. But he also has a potential Hall of Fame tight end, so we'll see. All right, something that's interesting that I want to get to back with recruiting, I know we talked about Jawan Johnson committing, but Connor Galbraith, uh, <laughs> tight end, offensive tackle, wants to block. I, I mean, it's weird. Juco it's kid. Weird. Huh? You let me tell you, let me tell you what this what this feels like to me. You ready? Let's hear it. It feels like to me that they know that they found a diamond in a rough and are going to take a shot on it. Am I wrong here? No, you're not, and it's worth it. Like I, I so I why is it why is it worth it? You don't run 14 personnel a lot, right? So I, I released a full film study on it earlier. So if people want to watch it, and I said at the beginning, this might not translate at all, but. Here's one thing about transfer portal data is it is harder to find tight ends. It is harder to find offensive linemen. It's worth taking risk at that position. You can be a little bit more selective at skill guys because skill guys on, on both sides, offensively and defensively, there is a higher number of those guys that enter the portal. So yes, it is very strange boot football in northern california way up there it's it's not something that just screams sec and there is going to be a massive leap and i do think it would be a massive leap for him in his current state to be a future sec offensive tackle but it's worth it and his blocking form the way he moves his feet the tenacity all the little things that you look for stylistically he does have that in his arsenal. And if he is someone that is here hungry to block, the truth is, Blake, tight ends is – the position needs a revolution when it comes to what we call tight ends, right? So let's say Dalton Kincaid, if you will, uh, the first-round tight end out of Utah that went to the Bills. 
he is getting drafted to play slot receiver. He's not getting right. drafted to be uh, a do-all-everything tight end, right? This guy is not Dalton Kincaid. This guy isn't Kamarion Pimpton or Jackson Gohan. This is guy is a blocking tight end. Think Colin Jeter, Dylan Gordon, who may one day be able to occasionally give you something as a receiver. But one thing that's really good about that position is it gives you some value on special teams as well as an up man on a punt team or an edge guy on a field goal team. And last year when LSU wanted to get heavy and run these heavy tight end sets, uh, they were converting offensive tackles into tight ends. Marcus Dumerville would have to put on the number 81 uniform and, and right. play tight end. Dimbrock, he's that's who he is. He's a tight ends coach. He loves the position. So I think it's worth it. I, I, I understand it's, he, he looks a little awkward as where because he, he doesn't do, Blake, the wrist tape or the sleeves. He's barehanded. He, 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 he's old school, and I like it. And I think bringing someone with that kind of tenacity as a blocker would be very nice for this room. Jeremy Hyde said, futures bright, Blake, with a $499 super chat. He says, hashtag, oh. but Kelly can't recruit. It's interesting, man. This class is getting pretty good. They're going to be in the top five. And you know what's crazy, Carter? And I know this is going to sound petty from me, but I'm old enough to remember two years ago where everybody said LSU was drastically behind in NIL. Yeah, absolutely. And look. Carter, they weren't. They had they to get were. They had to get things in place. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. And the truth is, if you thought LSU was paying underneath, money underneath the table, what made you think that NIL would stop things? That was That's always been a thing. So, yes, I'm going to ride a little bit of the petty train on that. They were never behind. They just maybe were setting things up that you didn't know about. Let me ask you this. Logan Diggs, I, I don't know if you saw this this weekend, but we posted a picture of Logan Diggs who's yeah. holding the Heisman Trophy of Joe Burrow. Carter, what do you make of the entire – damn near the, all the starters that aren't in Africa, I might add. Uh, yeah. All the starters, offensively, Jaden Daniels included, quote-tweeting that and giving the home emoji and saying stay home. What do you make of all that? And what do you think the what, – what is Logan Diggs' role on this team, do you believe? Yeah, first thing, I, I am very happy that BK – open himself up for the study abroad thing. I, I just wanted to point that out. Travel. Travel while you can. Travel while, you know, you have the budget to do so. Going out of the country will change. Those 13 players and staffers and everything, their lives are forever going to be changed. No doubt. Do no doubt. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it's really cool. And then also, yeah, Logan Diggs, he could do a little bit of everything. He could block. Um, his pass protection is honestly pretty good. And, look, Blake, you saw Jaden Daniels retweet to you, man. That's a big deal. So shout out to Well, you. this is what it tells me, yeah. okay, is it's a – I don't think it's – I know it might be a little coach pushed, you know, because Frank Wilson's involved here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sherman Wilson's also been involved here. But let me, let me just tell you, this ain't all coach pushed. No. Uh-uh. This, me- is, this is your quarterback. Let me tell you what it is. This is your quarterback – sending that text and saying, quote, tweet it. Like, let him know that we need him. And what's interesting is, did you read the Wilson Alexander from The Advocate? Did you read his story in reference to Armani Goodwin having a step back in in the rehab? And that's from Brian Kelly. And then you have another scenario where you don't know John Emery's status. So with those two things, 
Okay. I, I mean, Logan Diggs might be more than just a contributor, buddy. He might play. He's going to be the rotation of the two. So, yeah, and I've I've heard all different things. I don't know what all. I mean, I've heard South Carolina. I've heard everybody. Uh, it, it seems like I feel pretty good about this. I hope it happens, but I will back up what you said. You don't really see like full player pushes like this. Too, too, too often, especially recently. No, you know uh, who they came with? Uh, Jalen Brown, Taviano, and right. uh, Shelton Sampson. Right. Okay. So now they're it's big on Logan Diggs. And look, I really hope this happens. I like Logan a lot. I really do. I mean, he just does a little bit of everything well. He's not going to reinvent the wheel. You're not going to think you're you're looking at anybody like truly spectacular, but he's good. He's a really, really good, what is it? reliable. He, here's what I don't understand, Carter. And last thing I'll get yeah. – here's what I don't understand. What 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 does he hurt you? Him, him being in that room, how does that hurt you? Carter, he's got two years. Logan Diggs being an LSU running back doesn't do – doesn't hurt you. Doesn't at all. And look, you know what it gives you the confidence to do? Cut John Emery loose if you need to. Yeah, and look, I I wish nothing but the best for everyone, but it 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 does bring that up into equation into the equation and something else. Um, you know, I want to say this one final thing as far as like twenty twenty four is considered. Big news with Georgia today. I know you saw that right earlier. Yes. Um, I am so happy that LSU's got their 2024 quarterback already done, right? Like, I and I'm just gonna give you a little. Yeah, Carter. Stuff. There's not a lot out there in this class to where you can go and get. Yeah, so th that's what I was gonna bring up. Right, is recruiting quarterbacks is a different thing. They commit earlier, and just behind the scenes, it does make things a little bit easier on the staffers, right? Because now that you got your guy for 2024 reclassified. You're able to move to 2025 and hopefully get your dart throw there. Bryce Underwood, the five-star who's visited, and I'm hearing good things about that. Once again, fingers crossed on that, but it does make things a little easier on staff because now they can divert their focus on everything else, right? right. Wanted to get that out there because, you know, everyone was so focused on Rayola, and you can have your opinion about Colin Hurley. I know, you know, Colin's been on both of our channels. We love him, but he's good. He's good. I had one independent evaluator who I trust a lot. Works in dynasty, fantasy football, Debbie kind of stuff. High volume leagues. He's a big drafter. He moved Colin Hurley into his top five. I uh, saw that, and yeah, saw it that. was um, it was it was very very interesting. So yeah, and and that guy doesn't have any biases. So um, I, I I really like that he's already on board and we're able to work for 2025 QBs and work for all the other positions in 2024. Thank you, buddy. We'll see buddy, you next cheers. week. I think I might ask you to come back on like on a on a Thursday night or Friday. Maybe we can do something. But we need to get a full a full hour because I I hear some things are coming. Oh, they're coming. That's they're what, coming. That's what she Let's said. Go. See you next week. Peace. Oh yeah, the real the real goat right here. See who's that? LeBron. All right, let's get to our good friend, Matt Trent. Former collegiate pitcher, Matt Trent. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. We're back in 30 seconds. 
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. We're back! Hello, Matthew! So it was that stressful. LSU baseball was that stressful for you this weekend with your Navy shirt on. Cheers. Was that stressful? What part of it was it stressful, Matt? Was it the 20 earn run plus earn runs that you gave up this weekend? What part of it was stressful for you? The part where the LSU starter goes out and then pitchers come in afterwards. That's the stressful part right now. I'll give you a hint of what they call that. It's got horns. You put hogs in a pen. Pen. Bull pen. Well. Matt, let me, as a former collegiate pitcher, what? I mean, is my man over here making a pizza? Like, like. Do we need to call the police? I mean, is is he okay over here? <laughs> can I tell you how great can I tell you how great it is that I literally just said, is this man like going to get it pulling out a pizza? And it actually happened. This is how our friendship works. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. Uh, right. what, what are you saying? I'm I'm sorry. I'm trying to just drown my sorrows in covering the last two weekends of LSU baseball. I'm not mad at Auburn. I'm not ma- I'm not mad at Auburn, Matt. I, I, I'm really not. You're talking about probably and arguably the hottest team in college baseball, right? They've won four of their. They've won five of their last six SEC series. Yeah, and and here here's the thing too, which I think it was so funny. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I am not getting all worked up about Auburn like I am about Mississippi State. But this I, one, man, come on. And, and I know that, like, I know Jay Jay looks at things differently than all of us. Media fans, everybody, obviously. That's why he's had the career that, he, that he's had. And he said this week, he was like, guys, I'm telling you, like, don't sleep on Mississippi State. When I watch them, they're a quality SEC baseball team. I'm sorry, that was horseshit. Like, I'm sorry, that was not a good baseball team. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Like that. And the thing was on Sunday, Dakota Jordan, who hit that absolute missile off of Blake Money, I think it was. Oh, uh, was it no, uh, Christian, Christian Little. Little? Yeah, Christian Little hit that absolute missile. That dude had been put in a blender. All weekend up to that point. I yeah, he struck out he was, seven times. 
I was going to say he had struck out seven times up to that point. Right. Like, dude couldn't find a hit with a damn map. And he hits an absolute missile, pimps it, and I go, there's your weekend right there. There it is. A team that comes in, it's last in the SEC, two years removed from winning a national championship. They have literally one of the worst pitching staffs and worst lineups in the conference. And they come out here, not only blister-based, but that's the thing, too, is like, this this is what I said Sunday when they were up 13-4. to I was like, well, you know what? I think the key to LSU winning this series is getting to a bullpen that's worse than theirs. And that was the case because look. So you were the bad, reason you were the reason LSU lost. You jinxed them. Well, maybe, but Blake, let, let's let's. <laughs> well, like, maybe. <laughs> let's let's call it how it is. Let's not act like Mississippi State's bullpen was out there lighting the world on fire. No, Matt. <laughs> let's they let's average, not act like they were rolling dudes out there that were shutting LSU down. Okay. Well, and, and so here's the argument. The argument I'm facing all day, like I, I did an emergency, sh- I did an emergency show yesterday, and let me tell you, you know what? There's well, Blake, they got hurt. Everybody's hurt, and then Matt, this is what I do. You know, I do this every Monday. I go and look at the Sunday game for Arkansas and South Carolina. You know what the con- the guy who who calls the game? You know what the first thing he said? Well, this has been an awesome. Uh, Weekend for Arkansas that has four of their guys from the bullpen out. And a, and a weekend guy, too, right? And a weekend. Matt, they threw their best reliever, the second lefty. He started on Sunday and shoved. Yeah. Hasn't made yeah. a start. Shoved. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 listen, I love Jay. You love Jay. Okay? They. This is unacceptable, Matthew. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is here's the thing. Why it's more frustrating this year than it was last year. Last year you did not have the dudes to win a regional. No, last right. Year, you did not have the dudes to win an SEC title. That is just plain and simple. You just did. Okay. This year you've even right now. Even right now. I'm talking purely pedigree. I'm talking purely what people have done from this, before this season, and I'm talking talent. You've got enough right now to win the SEC, hands down. I don't if, disagree with that. I don't disagree that with that. That is the most frustrating thing is to watch, like, even though he's been good recently, Thatcher Hurd go out and pitch like he has. Christian Little. I, Blake, I'll be totally honest with you. At Southeastern, when they played Southeastern – I talked to a few scouts at that game, and I point blank asked them. I said, can you tell me what is wrong with Christian Little? And they said, we have no idea. They said, we have no idea, but whatever was going on at Vanderbilt has followed him here to Baton Rouge. Now, if you notice, I I even texted you during the game. It looks like Wes Johnson has been working on him mechanically. His leg kick out of the he was always shorter out of the stretch obviously but now that you know that really long leg kick out of the uh, wind up is gone it's more shorter it, it's condensed but it's still the same result you've got him you've got Thatcher Hurd like Grant Herring I mean Griffin Herring is great I think he just runs out of gas I think well, Gavin Matt, Gidry, like the, the ball call that's not a balk yeah that's think, not a balk I, I, I think Gavin Gidry is good I think they're still kind of feeling out. 
I mean, they're still he and Javen Coleman. I think they're still trying to see how far they can really go. Because me personally, I think you probably should have let Javen. I mean, uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah, actually, I think you should have let Javen figure it out a little bit more, even though he was walking everybody. And I think maybe you leave Gavin in there, maybe a hitter or two more to kind of see if he can get out. Matt, but here's the, here's the argument I have. Here's the argument I have with the Coleman thing, okay? He's an out away from getting out of the inning. There's a runner on first. Like here's here's my problem with that. But he, but here's he calls it but he, he but Jay said that it was a pitch count thing. Yeah. Here's here's my thing. I have been totally confused by Jay, using Javen Coleman in the SEC. I've said that from the very beginning. You said it on now, this show. Now he has yesterday he made me eat my words because he was really good. He was really good. But he's on a pitch count. That's why I don't understand it. So if you're gonna do that, in my opinion, don't start him. I, I don't start him. And I know that Ole Miss was bad. I know that he's been up and down when he comes out of the pen. But if you get that kind of performance, I don't need that in the beginning of the game because this offense can slug its way back from an early deficit. Well, and here's like my argument about him, Matt. Everybody kept saying, well, he's walking everybody, but he's not missing by much. And there, and then last night I'm talking about that, and they're like, well, how do you know? I'm like, because he had five strikeouts in two and two-thirds innings. That's how I know. Yeah. See, that's, that's my thing is like I'm fine with using him now because, again, like he is – pitched really well as of late you need to use him out of the pen because Blake that's another thing we don't we don't LSU bullpen does not have a punch out guy outside of schemes where you can go hey I need two outs and I don't need a you know it's second and third with one out and the game and the uh, the go-ahead run is on second I need two punch outs right here go get them don't have that guy I mean, that guy in the beginning of the year was Shores, and I understand that argument from Jay. I mean, that, that guy in the beginning of the year was Christian Little too. Well, and that well that well that's true. And look, let, look, Chase Chase was getting rocked up a little bit now. Like let let's not forget about that. So yeah, no, I agree. No, I agree. But here, but I'm saying too, like you look at everything you need. You need someone to stabilize a game, which Riley Cooper did this weekend, back to back days, which which was, you know, positive. But other than that, you don't. You need someone in the eighth, seventh or eighth to kind of, again, come in, set up a closer, which you don't have. Who do you, who do, who do you have that you can say, I need you to do this, and they can go out and perform? You don't have it. You better you don't. find it. I mean, Matt, I, I hate to say it, but you, you – Well, and here's, here was my argument last night, too, on the show. And I know you can't burn the burn the red shirt of Moffitt, okay? But everybody's like, well, everybody's like, well, you can't do anything else. And I'm like, well, Aiden Moffitt's on the bench and he's going to every game. And Jay's made it a point to bring him to every away series, okay? So yeah. he's a part. And that's, well, and but, that's but, but, Matt, hold on, is- hold on, hold on, one thing though. Hold on, one, one second. Everybody keeps telling me, and Jay keeps telling me he can't throw strikes. Now he obviously sees more than I can, okay? Neither can Christian Little. It's kind of like it's kind of like my varsity basketball coach when I was a sophomore and I wasn't playing a whole lot and I was like, well, why am I not playing? And he goes, well, you're not playing defense. I go, we're two and twenty. Nobody's playing. Defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of the same thing. Like 
I, I understand it. Like, at this point, we just got to start auditioning dudes to see if they can do it. I mean, does any position player pitch, too? I mean, can Paul Skeens hit and pitch? I mean, that's, that's – Well, we the, know he can do that. Where, where we're getting to now because – Well, I mean, you know, you, know, you know what I would ask? I mean, because he's got an outright missile. Can Alex Malazzo throw, throw five fast? I mean, because he paints cheese when he's throwing it to second anyway. But I, but also too, like, <laughs> I, I, is, anybody that's taking us serious, that is an outright joke. Because some one, of, some of our enemies will clip that and post it to Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just a Look joke. What he's saying he doesn't know baseball. Correct. I, it's just a joke. Let me let me transition this. So I think that this is a positive. Okay, what I'm about to say, even though it's going to come off and sound negative. In two years, I've had one moment under Jay Johnson where I've really was like, what in the outright hell are you doing? Right? Like, and I feel like other coaches, like my buddies, like, you know, Ty Richardson, those guys mm -hmm. with Dave Van Horn, they do that to him all the time. Okay. Mm -hmm. When Ben Napolt came in for Gavin Duga. Yeah. 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 So. Matt, do you know that you've had two games this year? Technically three. And South Carolina with the Grand Slam. And Texas when you couldn't buy a hit with Gordon, Gordon McKernan's money. Okay? Gavin Gidry was the one that came up and delivered for you and hit a Grand Slam and hit the three-run home run against Texas. By the way, their attorney team. Their regional team. That's the... I, I get the logic... Jay's logic was that you wanted to put someone in scoring position so they had to pitch to Trey Morgan. Okay? I'm with like that. You, I'm with that. Had, had, and, I, and I get that. And I get that. Um, and then if you have to pitch to Trey Morgan or you walk him, that means you've only got one base open and you've either you you've got to choose to pitch between Dylan Cruz and Tommy White. Well, obviously, with the way things happen, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But the logic is sound there. I mean, it really is. I, I look, I agree with it. But here's also my question, okay? If the argument is that Gavin Duga is going to hit into a double play. When has he done that in clutch? When has when has he done that? Now I know Chad in the chat is like, well, he's hitting like two fifty in the SEC. He's also hit a bomb that saved your rear end. And Matt, here's another thing. Remember the Oregon series? Remember Oregon? <laughs> See, people think I'm just a football guy. I <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Matt, he's come up in four clutch situation and hit bombs. That that's a problem I have there. Logic or no logic? Because regardless, regardless, with a runner on, they're gonna tie the game anyway. It, now, what I, do you think Trey Morgan's gonna get his third home run of the of the uh, of the game? Maybe. I just I I yeah. The logic was sound, and I and well, then make the argument for Malazzo for Travinsky. See that okay? So Jay Jay did say like, y'all, it was hot Sunday. 
I mean, it was. I mean, all of us media people. I was in shorts and a golf polo. What was sweat my, my ass? Like I was. What, I, what I was, was, was Jock wearing? Huh? Not shorts. <laughs> but no, like Jock, Jock and Chessa and me were all sitting there sweating, not doing anything. We're standing still, sweating. Okay. I, I actually texted Travinsky today because we're getting ready to do something with him. Um, and he said, I, I texted him last night and I said, Hey man, just trying to get the schedule for this week, whatever. He didn't respond. And it was at like eight 39. And then I texted him today. I was like, Hey man, like you good. He goes, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And we're working out schedule stuff. He was like, sorry, I didn't get back to you yesterday. I'm still drained from catching jay took him out like jay there were there were dudes there were dudes on mississippi state's bench that were throwing up because of the heat and there were dudes on right, a, well i saw third okay I saw, well that's 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 fine i saw mississippi state's third base coach hashtag cheese bro um look into the dugout it was actually after the bulk it was actually after the bulk so the bulk and the guy scores and he looks, the dude that scored, he looks at the bench, and I saw him say, he's throwing up. He's got to throw up. Like, I saw him mouth that to the bench. And Jay had Jay said it post-game. He said, guys are throwing up. He exhaustion. They're trying to get hydrated. Dude, when you got 15, 20, 25 pounds of catching gear on in 95-degree heat with 100% humidity, you might as well be at the gates of hell. So that's why he took him out. It wasn't because of a defensive thing. Now, for me, pinch hitting somebody, I'm pinch hitting for Malazzo over Dugas all day, every day. I don't, I don't care what he did against uh, Alabama. I don't care what he did. I'm pinch hitting. Well, and I was wrong. It was for Beloso, but even Beloso, it, it, to me, it's just as egregious. Yeah, but in the in the ninth. Well, well, here's here, here would be my art. Here was my counter argument last night. I'll see if you agree. I know that Alex has had some clutch situations. Okay, you know, but you needed someone that can actually tattoo on something. Like, well, that was going to be my point. Is but with Malazzo, it was bases loaded, two outs. If my memory correct, right? Uh, either base loader. Yeah, it was bases loaded. Base but it was loaded. two outs. Yeah, it was two outs. Two and outs. he popped okay, out so to first, I believe. For you. A sack fly does obviously nothing for you. Um, but in Dugas's case, I trust I trust I know. trust Gavin Dugas more than Ben Napole. Now the bunt uh, was laid down, but in term in terms of I think there is a I think there is a greater possibility that Gavin Dugas will hit a deep fly ball that will have a sack fly with one out versus Ben Napolt um, giving up an out and then relying on Trey Morgan and then banking on them walking Dylan Cruz. You, you see what I'm saying? I just right. feel like the certainty is more with Gavin Dugas hitting something deep for a sack fly versus playing the – the numbers and the in the analytics and saying the matchups and going okay I want to do that and I get like I said Jay's logic is sound I mean it is it made sense I get it and I when even when I heard it for the first time I was like okay like I can get behind that still doesn't make it right 
No, it doesn't make it right. I, I mean, again, look, we could be we could be here all day talking about this, and you know, I I don't know. I don't. I mean, Matt, they got to win this weekend. I I don't know what you oh, do. Yeah, they got. I I would argue for a national for a national seed. Obviously, Hoover is going to you know be added on top of that. I the mean, only the only thing I push back on: no SEC team that's had twenty wins has not been twenty wins in the conference has not been a national seed. I also I, I I want to get your opinion on this. Oh God, this means that you're going to try to what what? No, I mean, I mean I'm just serious because I I saw it and I I read uh, Glenn Gilbo's article comparing LSU to Tennessee last year. Thought it was a thought it was a little unfair. The similarities are there. I get like I well, it's just specifically unfair to Tennessee. Yeah, like I, I get it. You know, you're you're number one for twelve straight weeks, and you, uh, you know. I don't mean this in a wrong way, but the only reason Tennessee wasn't number one more of all last year is because of people hating them. Matt, they sat at number two yeah. for seventeen weeks. Here's my here's my point though is like maybe, and people are gonna people are gonna look like I don't remember right off the top of my head, like outside of Ben Joyce and Dolander, I don't remember of any like top and and uh the the center fielder, short stocky kid. I can't remember. He went in like the second or third round or whatever. Right. Um, I mean it, it was it was loaded with a lot of high end talent and they won, you know, almost fifty games or whatever. Um is it fair? I don't is think it's fair I don't think it's fair to Tennessee, no. Matt, I mean, I can make the argument, even though they didn't get to Omaha, I can make the argument they were the best team in baseball. I, I understand that they lost a Super Regional, but they were the best team in baseball last year. You, there's not one I, – I, I agree with Ben McDonald. They were the best team that we had saw all year. They went up against a team that legitimately had 11 seniors. 11, Matt. Notre Dame had 11 seniors. Eight of them started. By the way, I think it was like seven of them had were five year uh, five year guys, like redshirted guys, right? Mm-hmm. So at the same token, that's a lot of seniors that did something. So, but to your point, me and Gil- Gilbo's come on this show. I've argued with him. Yeah, there's Gilbo, no re- he, he there's there. no he reasoning with him. There's no reasoning with him. Well, this the, you look. I know that LSU fans do not hold Glenn Gilbo in the highest regard, I will give him credit. I have no opinion either way. Like, I really don't. Because uh, I haven't been here long enough to know the lineage of Glenn Gilbo versus LSU fans. But you you have to respect that man pulls up all the time. He came on your show. He comes to press conferences. He comes to games. Well, what, Glenn- he ain't scared. He is not scared. Yeah, he, he ain't scared. On your ass. He might he might act like a little woman sometimes, but he's not scared. Does, does, I, I'm all for pulling up. I'm all for it. Um, thoughts on – well, let's stick to one more to baseball, then I want to ask you a question. Thoughts on – I mean, if this – I, I just don't know if this team could go through a super. So, it, if, you're, if you're lined up with – if you're lined up with a team that's deep, 
Like they made the tournament because their pitching's really good. You can't, you can't. I don't know if you can last. I'm, I'm anxious to see how they use Gavin Gidry and Javen Coleman. I'm, I'm really anxious to see if Matt, who do you throw tomorrow? (laughs) Because you know what, you know what, the same guys that threw this weekend are going tomorrow. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, but like. That see that's the thing that's the thing. You know who I, I'm starting? Bucknam. You know, let me. You think I'm joking? Go get me as much as you can, because I need all of these dudes for the weekend. I you think you I'm joking? You think you I'm joking? Crazy. I am yeah. not joking. I know. You know what's crazy? I used to do this in college, and this is not a joke. Um, so I would go. So I would normally start on like Saturday. So let's see, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. So Tuesday or Wednesday was sometimes a bullpen day for me. And if we had a midweek, I would just tell coach, hey, throw me in for a couple innings and I'll get my work in on a midweek game. 100%. Hey, Paul Paul Skeens, is this your bullpen day? I want you to go out and pump 100 against McNeese. <laughs> and see like, there's like, no way. Screw it. Whatever. Hey, hey you know? Jay would be fired. Fired. By, that in, he would he would turn in the lineup card and they would be like, "Oh, Skeen's pitching. Yeah, go ahead and uh, clean your shit out." <laughs> I would run. I would run Bucknum and Helmers out there and say, "Guys, both of you have seventy five pitches apiece. You're not getting pulled." Yeah, but Blake too. Like with Helmers, and you're talking about Moffat. Man, it, it doesn't matter. It, I know it does. I know it doesn't matter. But if they're not throwing right now, should they throw it all? Yeah, they threw a week ago. I know, but let me tell you. Let me they... tell you. Let me tell you something. And you can laugh at this all you want. Bl- uh, uh, Bugnum has not had. Bugnum can throw. I think. I think he is. I think once he gets, Matt, we like... were sitting right behind home plate at Southeastern, and we had two uh, major league baseball scouts. Literally asking everybody, saying, "Hey, that kid's got a little life in him." No, I, look, I I've seen that kid a couple times. I saw him in the fall a couple times. Look, he is he's a sleeper. He is a sleeper because it's because it's he throws it's enough strikes to if he progresses yeah. can be dangerous. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I I just think at this point, and that's what I asked. Throw Jay. Helmers out there and say. Give it all you got. But here's, but here's the thing: is it, I, I don't think that we give Jay enough credit sometimes, and this is tough. And I asked him this yesterday. I said, with the way everything is right now, with who you have and who you don't, and what X can do versus Y can do, what your bullpen can do, does it make it hard to manage it? You know, you really have to be tinkering and planning out and getting about 15 different scenarios you know in your back pocket to say okay if he goes to then i gotta go here and stuff like jay did for as bad as they were last year the bullpen jay did literally the best he could and i think he's gonna have to do the same thing when it comes to they're worse in the pen this year they're worse in the pen when it comes to georgia hoover regional and then, you know, TBD after, Jay is going to have God, to do the same thing. Matt, you know who we miss so bad? You know who this team misses so bad? Paul Gervais. 
what a guy. Matt. I just and, it, and it's funny, Blake, too, because I was like, I, so I went live yesterday after the game, and as I'm setting up to go live, Grant Taylor was walking out oh. of the pool, was walking out of the dugout, just shorts, just on his phone, and I just sat there and looked at him, and I was like, what if just he's here? I, you know, Garrett Edwards great, Chase Shore is great, but what if just Grant Taylor is there? Maybe, maybe you have. Obviously, a better bolster. Matt, he, Matt, let's call it what it is because this is what reported when he went down. He would be your second guy. Well, that's what I was going to say. Maybe right. you have a better bullpen. Maybe you have a better number two guy. Well, you definitely uh, could. You imagine Skeens, Taylor, her, uh, 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 Floyd. Oh my god! My god! And look again. Talk about eating my words, Ty Floyd. I'm again. I'm not there yet, but I'm I'm very much getting there of him as the number two guy. I mean, he shoved. He shoved the last two weekends. He shoved. Yeah, he shoved. You know what I'm doing? If I'm I hadn't said this publicly, but I'm going to do it right now. You know what I'm doing? If I'm Jay, Coach Maneri, I need I need some help. I did I did notice, um, Skip. Was there on Friday night? I, all right, be be care be careful because there I did hear a little I did hear whispers. Look, anytime, any if Skip Bertman told me what to do with my sports cast, and he's never anchored or reported a day in my life, I'm doing it. <laughs> Like seriously, if Skip Bertman walked up to a McDonald's, you know, you, did you see who he was talking to? I did see he was talking to Christian Little before the game. Mm-hmm. What is Skip? That. What is Skip seeing Christian Little to where Skip, who doesn't get around really good, goes to all the people in that dugout? Why does he go to Christian Little? Here's what I'm gonna say is talking to some of the dudes that on the team um, Skip is around all the time. He's Skip Bertman. You think he's not going to be around the program? You think he's just going to be like, oh, I'm going to take this year off and like go play golf? No. He's always around. Everybody is always asking him advice, but he does such a good job of giving unsolicited advice that you actually need, right? Mm-hmm. Like he is that guy. Because Skip is just that personality. Just saying. It's not a bad it's not a bad thing that Skip Bertman's talking to Christian Little. No, okay? not even remotely close. Not a bad thing. All right, last one for you. And I, I got to get you out of here because we're coming up on the uh, hard TV or hard break. Um. Brian Kelly just got another recruit from Jawan Johnson. So much for the he can't recruit narrative, right? How about that, huh? How about that? Man, I'm going to tell you something, okay? Orgeron recruited at a very high level. Not like this. Not like this. Well, well, not from a – not from – here's the difference. Go back and look at Ed's last two classes. They wind up being horrendous, Okay. Got nobody's here. Top end guys flaked out. Yeah, and look, we we have no idea. 
recruiting is just like the NFL draft, right? The success of the class is only based on the production, the future production of the players, right? Like we can go back draft after draft and look at busts or people who didn't perform and, oh, that class is bad. I just do not see – Brian Kelly is getting in a lot of homes that LSU maybe would have just gotten a knock on the door and not mm. an invitation in. And I'm not talking about just in Louisiana because that's a given. Everybody, every kid from where, from every corner, every small town in Louisiana, grow is LSU is number one on their list, even if they don't get recruited by them. You know, like it'll be LSU and then Dillard. I don't even know if Dillard in New Orleans <laughs> has football. No, like that's how it is. Okay, but I'm talking about nationally. Just looking at everything, Brian Kelly is getting some invites into some homes that haven't seen in a while. I agree. Matt Trent, WBRZ, my bestie. You and Carter, both of you on the same day. Cheers, buddy. All right, it's Matt Trent, WBRZ. All right, that does it for us tonight. Producer Zach, you've been great. Just not great enough. You're like the LSU bullpen of the show. It's just a joke. See you tomorrow, guys. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.